You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. And what a word. I just love and I want to honor our lead pastors, Pastor Jurgen Leanne. Pastor Leanne heard from God back in 2019 that the theme of 2020's conference was going to be fearless. But then 2020 happened and we had to postpone our conference of gathering together. So here we are, 2021, living in the prophetic word from 2019 that it is our time to be fearless. How on point, like how good is God? How comforting is that? That he is speaking to us. He is preparing us. He is equipping us for the life that we are living right now. And I want this message to be one where you leave feeling empowered. You leave feeling encouraged, connected to your source, connected to Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit. And so that when you walk out of these doors, you can experience what it feels like to be fearless. Because did you know that to be fearless is actually a commandment to believers? It's not a suggestion or if you want to live a fearless life, this isn't like a Tony Robbins, like get pumped up and get rid of fear and go out and crush it. And it's all on you. No, no, no. Like I'm going to be preaching on the word of God tonight. I'm going to be sharing with you what it means to be fearless from the lens of the word. Because I think, you know, all over the world, when you go out and about, when you're faced with advertising and marketing and social media, there's a lot of ideas around this topic of what it means to be fearless. But what does God say? What does God say? That's always my question. When I'm confronted with something that looks like truth, is it just wrapped like a car? There's a lot of cool cars right now in the parking lot, and they're wrapped, you know? Have you ever seen those cars, and they look like all different colors, and you're like, I know that that Toyota did not come originally in that neon green or whatever it is. But that's what I do when I am confronted with something that seems to be true. I ask, is this actually true from the lens of the word? And we need to understand the difference because there's my truth and your truth. And this is what it looks like to be fearless in the lens of the world is like feminism and, and all these really, these things that sound really good, but when you actually break it down, there's no fearlessness in it. It's cowardness. It's distorted truth. It's perversion. And in order for us to actually see thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we have to understand our identity. We have to understand the promises of God and how that applies to us so that as we go into the world, as we're confronted with what the world is saying, we can be fearless. We can be fearless. It is our portion. It is a commandment. And so we're going to just go through practically what it means to be fearless. So I'm going to give you a, a preview. So my three points are very simple tonight. Before, during, and after. Okay? So we're going to talk about fear and what it looks like to be fearless in three different aspects of your life. Because there's some of you that are in here and you are wrestling with the spirit of fear over things that aren't actually your reality. And I can honestly say that the only times that I have personally wrestled and fought against the spirit of fear was out of fear of the future, out of fear of like COVID-19 is a perfect example of that. 
the majority of fear over COVID-19 is over an assumed projection, not a current reality for the most of us. But then there's some of us in here that are actually going through real life situations, real life trauma, where you are being confronted with fear, sometimes on a minute by minute basis. What do you do when you are confronted with fear in real time? And then I'm gonna end my message by talking about what you do after you have defeated fear. How to seal that fearless spirit on the inside of you to move forward and what that looks like. So that's going to be my message. So you guys all don't have to wonder. You're like, what, which direction is this night going? <laughs> because it could go a lot of different directions, especially on a Wednesday night. You never know what's going to happen. Um, and then I'm going to open up the altar and we're just going to locate where we're at when it comes to being fearless. And I'm going to prophesy and I'm believing that no matter where you are at in your journey of being fearless, that God is going to help locate you and impart into you courage, impart into you wisdom, impart into you joy, impart into you peace so that you can leave those doors knowing that the word of God promised me my portion is that I am fearless. Amen? Amen? Awesome. We're going to get into this, and I love, um, I'm kind of in the afterglow of week one of Cherish and preparing my heart and expectation going into week two because, and can I just give a shameless plug, if you haven't gotten the media card yet for conference, do yourself a favor and get it. And I'm not just talking to ladies, okay? I'm talking to everyone in the room. Everyone can benefit from the sessions that were spoken at the Cherish Conference and that will be spoken again. Um, I mean, can I just also honor our beautiful Pastor Stacey? She's one of the conference speakers this year. And I actually asked her um, if she would preach her message in a ministry form. So you guys have that to look forward to in the near future. But I'm telling you that every single message the Holy Spirit wove it together, and he is wanting to make a statement to his church in this hour of what it actually looks like to be fearless. So get the media card. You'll have plenty to chew on for a long time. Um, but actually, this past week, Tuesday morning, I get up extra early before women's prayer just to hear from God and spend time in his word before I get to prayer and um, coming out of the conference, I Googled Bible verses on being fearless. And it was so astonishing to me. I mean, it should be obvious, but I was just going through all these different Psalms, all these different Proverbs, all these different Bible heroes, the heroes of our faith in Hebrews. And nowhere in the Bible does it ever say that we are going to be fearful. Like nowhere in the Bible is it like, oh, and then it's obvious that you're gonna have fear. Fear is not something we have. Fear is not an event, it's a spirit, okay? And the Bible says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a soundness of mind. So nowhere in the Bible will you see fear outside of the context of what it is, which is a spirit. And so our promises are secure. Our promises are that we are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, 
that we operate in love, and that we can have a soundness of mind. And it is an identifier. That's where the spirit of fear likes to attack. It wants to take away all of your power so that you feel powerless. It wants to take every bit of soundness out of your mind so that you're hazy, so that you can't discern what's actually going on. And it wants to take away your ability to experience love so that you feel isolated and alone and completely discouraged where you are in a vulnerable place of attack. That's what the spirit of fear does. So the spirit of fear is not an event. So when you're going through things and you feel fearful, it's not actually the event in which fear is coming up. It's a spirit that is capitalizing on an event and trying to attack. So what do we do in those situations? All right, so point number one, before. I grew up, my dad was a commander in the Navy, okay? So I grew up hearing over and over, prior planning prevents poor performance. You guys ever heard that? I mean, it's great. It's great. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> um, but that was a struggle for me. Like, preparing ahead of time was a struggle for me. Like, ever since I was little, I kind of flew by the seat of my pants and just somehow everything worked out, but I just was always going like 100 miles an hour. Still kind of do that today. But I have learned, especially the more that I get closer with the Holy Spirit, that how we plan our minds to handle things matters. And if you look in the word of God, God spends a lot of time preparing us. God spends a lot of time actually telling us who we are before he sends us into a battle. He tells us who he is before we are confronted with the confusion of the world that tries to distort our view of who God is. And so it's actually really important that before you ever experience a situation or a season in which you could be vulnerable to the attack of the spirit of fear, that you understand what the word of God says. And I want to point out a scripture, one of the most famous scriptures that you see on coffee cups all over America in Christian Etsy shops is Joshua 1.9. And I think it's really famous because it's the commandment of do not be afraid. So after Moses died, Joshua took over and he was the one that brought the Israelites across the Jordan River into the promised land. And right before they went into the promised land, there was a moment where God said, stop, everyone, listen, before you get there, I need to prepare you. And this is the scripture in Joshua 1, 9, it says this. Actually, a few verses before it says, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. And then in verse nine, it says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. It's a powerful scripture, but don't you find it interesting that that was what was said after they had made it through the wilderness before they were walking into their promised land? Don't you find it interesting that God wanted to prepare their minds and their hearts for their harvest season? 
A lot of you are stepping into a harvest season, but it's in those harvest seasons. It's when we get into the promised land that the enemy comes in like a flood and tries to steal, tries to rob, tries to torment. And if we are not prepared, and God knew this, he literally halted right before to remind the Israelites, to remind the leaders, to remind his people of the relationship they had with God because he knew how susceptible you are if you are not strong in your mind, if you do not understand that it is a commandment to be brave and fearless, to be strong, that you will let down your guard. You'll let down your shield. You'll throw your sword on the feasting table. Woo, party it up. And then the enemy sees an opportunity and he steals something. And then you are in a position where if you are not prepared, you can speak death over your harvest. You can speak death over your victory and you find yourself right back where you used to be. So God loves us enough as a fearless generation, we need to understand that it is God's love for us that we prepare our minds and our hearts to live a fearless life. And it it is done that through spending time in the word. You do that through spending time in prayer, going to men's and women's prayer where you learn how to pray. We have to prepare. We have to expect that there will be trials. Expect that we will confront that spirit at one time or another. And in order to be fearless, we have to be ready and we have to be prepared. Amen? Amen. Often fear comes in before the thing that we are fearing actually happens. So for years and years, I battled anxiety. And it wasn't until I came into this church and I was filled with authority that I understood that all of my fears were not actually rooted in reality. My fears were rooted in the what ifs. And it wasn't until I started taking authority over my thoughts that I saw that anxiety begin to break off of me. It wasn't like a one-time, one-and-done altar for me. It was a renewal of my mind. It was giving myself time and space to hear from God for myself. Because here's the thing, and it's really frustrating, but it's also really empowering for me as a pastor. I can't be fearless for you. I can't do this for you. It is my job to point you to the source, which is the Holy Spirit, to teach you how to read the word of God for yourself, to fall in love with the word of God so that when you open it, you're excited to spend time with him and you're not frustrated that you can't understand it. It is our job as believers, as a community, to spur one another spur one another on in love. That's what the Bible says. And as we do that, as we join together in community, it's like you get taken up level level by level, like a video game almost. So it's so important that we are surrounded by each other, that we're not isolating ourselves, that we're watching who we're listening to and the weight that we put on certain people's words. In order to live a fearless life, we have to discern where the weight goes. God gave me this vision uh, last year, actually, and he showed me that as I stepped into more responsibility, as I stepped into more influence, my words were like a weight bar, and he just put like an extra 25-pound weight on every single word I spoke. 
So some of you, you want to live this fearless life. You want a life where what you say matters, but you're not actually paying attention to the weight that's on your words already. What are you doing with your words? How are you preparing to be fearless? Let the Holy Spirit locate you so that when that time comes, when your moment comes, you can step fearlessly into your destiny. And those defining moments of your life will be marked by a fearless confidence that comes by being filled and grounded in the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Point number two, during. So what happens when you've been taking notes, you've been going to prayer, you're in a connect group, you went through DNA, you got rid of the toxic relationships in your life, you set up healthy boundaries, you're hearing from God, and then the enemy comes in like a flood. What do you do in those moments? What do you do when fear comes knocking at your door? Because there are actual situations where that is a choice that we're having to make, how we handle fear, how we respond. And I don't want to make light of that because we all go through those moments. And uh, there's a scripture I actually want to read when the Israelites went through a moment just like that. So rewind, Joshua, the scripture I just read to you. Rewind. The Israelites have just left Egypt and they looked back, they're following Moses, they're at the Red Sea, and they see the entire army coming at them. They see Pharaoh. The Bible says they saw Pharaoh. I'm going to read the scripture. It's Exodus 14, 10 through 14. It says, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified, and they cried out to the Lord, and they said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone? Let us serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. How good is the word of God? I'm like, I don't even have to preach. But I want to preach, so I'm going to. <laughs> like, what a scripture for this time. What a scripture for this time. So I'm going to start zoomed out, and then I'm going to zoom into your own personal heart. Like, this is a time where we are seeing a choice to leave Egypt. We are seeing a confrontation of, do I just bow down? Do I just stay in captivity? Or do I step out fearlessly and confront the things that I, do, I know do not line up with the word of God? And I see it over and over and over, this comfort in ca captivity. But you will never live a fearless life in captivity. You will never experience what it feels like to be in the commandment of be strong and courageous when you're wanting to go back to the very place that has put you in shackles. 
I hear over and over people that want to be set free, people that want to break out of a victim mentality. They want to break free of their past. But then when they're confronted with Pharaoh chasing after them, when they're confronted with the spirit of fear whispering into their ear the very thing that terrifies them, those defining moments, what are you going to do? Are you going to run backwards or are you going to say, no, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to stand firm. I know what my God says. I know where my convictions lie and I will not let it falter. To be fearless in the moments that define us, we have to allow ourselves to be filled with the power of God. And I love that Moses said, be still, the Lord will fight for you. And I can look back where there was actual traumatic things that were happening in real time. And the, the feeling, the overwhelming feeling in those actual moments was an overwhelming sense of peace. In the, in the moments where I was in despair or got the most horrific news or was in a real-time crisis, I felt God battling on my behalf. And it was a moment where I actually got to experience what I had forged for myself. It was a moment where I actually got to experience myself living the very thing that I always told God, that I would follow you no matter what. And when we have those defining moments, let it be an opportunity for us to glorify God to the fullest, to put a stake in the ground, to say, I believe that you're going to part this Red Sea. I believe that you are who you say you are. And it's not until those moments where we're confronted with terror, where we're confronted with an actual real life situation that we get to see what we're made of. And I believe that here at Awaken Eastlake, we have some people that have fortified fearlessness in them. I believe that God, in moments of terror, is rising the church up to show the Israelites to not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Let God fight on your behalf. You only need to stay still. Do not run back to Egypt. Do not run back to Egypt. Our world is looking to us. They don't realize it. But we are the answer because we carry the gospel of Jesus Christ. We carry the Holy Spirit. We carry the only one that can actually heal the human heart, that can actually deliver. We can't do it out of our own strength, but God has done it, and he will continue to do it over and over and over. Amen. You can't experience fearlessness in captivity, but you can experience fearlessness when you trust God. A few weeks ago, my daughter um, was eating her breakfast, and then all of a sudden we heard her fall onto the floor, and we come in, and she was having a seizure. And there's no history of seizures in our family. We've never experienced anything like that. I've never experienced anything like that. And it was really scary in the sense that we felt completely out of control, and we did not know what was about to happen to our little girl. And her lips were blue, like the whole thing. And so we call 911, and they come, and they assess her, and they're like, we need to take her by ambulance. Like, we're not confident that she'll be okay in the car. 
And it was a defining moment for my husband and I. But, I mean, I'm up here talking, especially for me, um, because I was confronted with a choice. Like, I literally felt the spirit of fear saying, like, are you going to choose to dance with me today? Or are you going to let God fight this battle and declare peace and prophesy complete safety over her brain and prophesy the things that have been prophesied over her about her future? And I remember driving behind the ambulance and two songs came to mind. The first song was Authority. And I, I, knew, I knew that the Holy Spirit was reminding me of the authority that I had in this situation as her mother. And the second song was a song by Phil Wickham that we sing, The Battle Belongs to Him. And I, I heard the Holy Spirit whisper to my heart, Katie, you've, you've prepared for things like this. You've experienced situations where you know what, how this plays out. And so I went to town. I was like, devil, back off of my little girl. In the name of Jesus, no weapon formed against her shall prosper. In the name of Jesus, she is whole. She is healthy. There will be no spirit of trauma that attaches to her over this day. There will be no spirit of trauma that attaches to my son because he watched it happen. There will be no spirit of trauma that attaches to myself because I have things to do. And I am not going to let you mess with my family. And I started going to town and I took communion with hospital apple juice and bread. And I slayed the devil. I literally punched him in the freaking face. That's how you do it. And then after I prayed, I felt this rush of peace. And it was like the Holy Spirit just poured fresh oil over me and filled me. And by the time we got to the waiting room, she was completely fine. Like making jokes, like being very sassy, demanding snacks, <laughs> the whole thing. And um, the ER was pretty busy that day at Rady's Children's. And there was actually a brawl outside of our hospital door. <laughs> It was like a Grey's Anatomy moment, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and my husband had stepped outside to take a work call and I'm like, babe, don't come in. Literally, there's 10 policemen and he's like, oh my gosh, there's all these police cars coming. I'm like, it's right outside our door. And I was like, I turned a uh, cocoa melon up really high for my little girl. Toddler parents know the love-hate relationship with cocoa melon. <laughs> but I turned it up and I like pulled the sheet so that she couldn't see anything and I protected her from you know, even knowing that that was going on, but I could see under like the scuffling and, you know, the yelling and the F-bombs dropping. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what's going on out there? And I was already like level 10 spiritual high of like slaying the devil, you know? So I, I literally had no fear in me. I was just like, oh God, did you put me in here to like do something else? <laughs> like, I'm ready, I'm ready. Put me in coach. <laughs> And my husband's like, do not go out there. <laughs> but I'd already made friends with the nurse. I'm like, what if she needs me? <laughs> and I remember um, they handle the situation and the nurse comes in and she was shaking. And of course I pulled out stress away oil. <laughs> That's what I do. 
this is your pastor. <laughs> and I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, what? I'm like, are you okay? I can tell that you're pretty shaken up. And, um, you know, put some of this oil on. Like, can I just tell you that you're going to be all right? Like, you're safe. I saw that they took that guy away. And he's like, she said, oh, my gosh, you saw all of that? I'm like, yeah, that was crazy. And um, it was really amazing because every time she came back in, she, by the second time that she came back to check on us, she said, I don't know what it is about this room, but I just feel so much peace in here. And I go, that's Jesus. That is Jesus. When we fight that spirit of fear, when we are confronted with moments that define us, it's not just for our benefit or our family's benefit. We actually start benefiting those around us, the bystanders. One thing that I loved about baptisms tonight is I, I know so many of your stories, and I know that there were so many people that got baptized, it makes me emotional, that were prayed for months before you ever stepped into this auditorium. And to see, I'm so proud of every single one of you that got baptized tonight. We're so proud of you. We're so excited for what God's going to do through that decision. And I know that that is just a glimpse of the next round. Like, that's how the church grows, but it's, it starts here. It starts in those moments when you confront that spirit of fear, when you choose to be fearless, not out of your own strength, but because of what God has done and what he's promised and what he's commanded. And it's an opportunity for you to put a stake in the ground and experience your faith. Faith is the substance of things that are unseen, but it is only in the defining moment. It's only in the moments where you are confronted that you actually get to experience the harvest of your own faith. And I never wish it upon people, but a part of life is going through hard things. But may we look at those seasons as opportunities to glorify God to experience him fully manifesting peace over your life, pouring peace over you. When, when we've gone through crisis situations, and my husband and I have walked through a lot, um, more than what I have time to share, in every single one of those situations, there was peace. Peace is a promise. Peace is your portion. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. When you, you do not have to fear your future. Do you know that? Once you're a believer, fear of your future goes out the window. Death, where is your seeing? That's what the Bible says. So may we live our lives from that stance of fearlessness, that we don't bow down to a spirit of death or a spirit of fear or what could happen. And, and look, I, I get that it is a real thing. I literally have had to battle it so much that I can smell it from a mile away. In my parenting, in my marriage, with our finances, with you guys, I think like there's three or four gray hairs that are because of you guys. But I would gladly take them all over again because I love you guys so much. But there are times where we're going to go through really hard things. But it's in those times that we get to experience what it feels like to be fearless. Amen. And going into my last point, and I'm going to invite the band up. After. Before, during, and now after. 
And I, I want to just take a second to remind us, after we get through a storm, after we go through something that is like, wow, that was really stressful, whew, instead of reaching for a glass of wine to unwind, like we need to praise God. We need to tell him, thank you so much, God, for bringing me through that. Thank you so much for your faithfulness. Because the enemy is going to want to try to delete all of the desperation that you went through to get God to show up. And then he shows up. And then you're like, well, on to the next thing. Er, no, we're not going to be a church like that. So right after the Israelites crossed the Red Sea, and, and then it closed up on Pharaoh, and just as Moses prophesied, every word came into fruition, they sang. And I want to read this scripture over us tonight. Exodus 15, 1 through 6. I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise him. My father's God and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has hurled into the sea. The best of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters have covered them. They sank to the depths like a stone. Your right hand, Lord, was majestic in power. Your right hand, Lord, shattered the enemy. And the whole, the whole chapter goes on and on and you can read it, but that put courage into my heart. It inspired me as we go through the battles that we are facing in our own walk with God, in our families, in our school systems, in our workplaces, in our nation. As we see victory, can we take a moment and pause and thank God that He is faithful? Can we be a people that recognize who God is in our own lives? Can we be a people that recognizes what God has done already? Look what God has done in the past year. Look how good, I mean, just the goodness of God that he took us through so much. And here we are sitting all together tonight. And I really believe that if you actually reflect on the past year of your life, you can see how you stepped out of Egypt. You stepped out. Pharaoh and his armies were coming for you. And yet the Lord spoke and prophesied over your future. And you chose to step out. You chose to step into that seabed of faith, knowing that at any point the waters could crash back down on you. When you stood up to family members for your faith, when you put your own stake in the ground and you came through on the other side and you're a living testimony because you are in here tonight. And I'm so proud of you. And God is so proud of you. Can we take a moment and just thank God for his faithfulness? Can we thank him for his restoration? Can we thank him for who he is? that he is a good father, that his promises are true, that the word of God is true, yesterday, today, and forever. We have to take the moments. We have to let God paint a picture of what he's brought us through. And I believe that as we do that, 
we will find that we pick up a fearlessness in just reflecting. You know, this scroll is real on Instagram. It's constantly just distracting you and making you think about the next thing and the next event and your calendar notifications are going off at all times and your kids are wanting things out of you and and your friendships and the baby showers and the weddings and the, the lists go on and on, but we have to be able every day, if possible, to take a moment and just say, thank you, God. Thank you, fill me again. Fill me with fresh oil again. Fill me with your word, fill me with your spirit. Because he wants us to live out of a place of overflow. He doesn't want us to be crazy people, running around, reacting to every single little thing. He is a God that prepares. He is a God that imparts. He is a God that wants to be glorified. All the glory goes to God. That's not just like a cliche athlete thing. Like give God all the glory or like Grammy thing. Like that should be a daily thing. I love that we get to be in a position where everything is tested and everything's being shaken so that we can actually experience fearlessness. If we lived in like a really boring world where nothing was ever even being fought for, there would be no need for fearlessness. But there's like this excitement that comes with it and this purpose that's attached to it and this invitation of adventure and seeing God do the miraculous. And it's so awesome. And tonight, as I was praying for you guys, I really, I want you to be able to really, really know, not just hear it from me, but to know it for yourself, that God is inviting you to live a fearless life. He's inviting you into a fearless life. No weapon formed against you shall prosper in the name of Jesus. So I wanna open the altar up and there's gonna be no ministry team up here praying for you on purpose. It's not because we don't love you. We love you so much. It's because when it comes to being fearless, you have to carve it out for God and we can't do it for you. But my hope and my prayer is that through this word, you have a good grasp on how to do it for yourself. And some of you in here, like I said at the beginning of my message, you have a lot of fear of your future. You have a lot of fear over the unknown. And it has crippled your ability to have fun. It's crippled your ability to connect with people. It's crippled your ability to be able to hear from God even. And I wanna invite you to the altar to to just lay that fear at the cross and rebuke it and wash it away with the Holy Spirit. And then there are some of you in here that are in real life situations where you have a family member in the hospital or there's a due date when you lose your job because of standing up against the mandates or whatever it is, but it's real. And that spirit of fear is attached to something that is real. It's not a what if. And I want to open the altar if you need to come and as the worship team plays, let God impart into you more courage.
let him impart into you and remind you of who you are and give you a vision of your future that will not be cut off so that you can walk out those doors with your head held high, with your convictions intact, knowing that God is gonna take care of you. God is gonna take care of you. He's gonna look after your family. He's gonna show up. He's gonna fight your battles. You just need to be still and let him and release that control of your future. And then there are some of you where you're realizing like, wow, I've come a long way. Wow, God, you actually did free me from that spirit of fear. Wow, you were faithful in providing for my family in a time of famine. And it might just be a great opportunity for you to come and to give glory to God and to thank him for who he is. But wherever you find yourself in, wherever the Holy Spirit locates you, know that you are loved, that it's gonna be okay. And I know that because of what the word of God says. So if you could all stand to your feet, I'm gonna pray and then um, dismiss the service, but we're just gonna do one worship song and feel free to come up and just spend some time with God. The altar is a place where lives are altered. And I love our altar. I love it so much. It's so sacred, it's so special because it's where people hear the voice of God for the first time. It's where things are laid down, where you leave different. You leave a little bit lighter. And so I'm gonna pray and then the worship band is gonna sing a song. Holy Spirit, I thank you, Jesus, for your word. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your promises. I thank you, God, that peace is our portion, that joy is our strength, that you command us to not be afraid. You command us to step out, to step out of Egypt where you show off. And Holy Spirit, right now, I pray that you would pour fresh, pour into every person in this room, God, fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh revelation of who you are, fresh vision of their future, God. And I thank you, Jesus. May we take a moment and realign ourselves with who you are, realign ourselves with the word of God. And I thank you, God, that you are setting people free right now in the name of Jesus. We come against that spirit of fear. Fear, you are a liar. You have no place in any heart, any mind of any believer in this room. And in the mighty name of Jesus, we come against your schemes. We come against the principalities and the strong men that have kept us crippled, that have kept us in captivity, that have kept us isolated from your promises and we rebuke you in the mighty name of Jesus. Get out, leave. You are not welcome in this place. You are not welcome in our homes. You are not welcome in our minds. You're not welcome in our city. Peace is our portion. We are fearless because God says we are. We are fearless because of the word of God. And I thank you, Jesus, right now that you are filling every person with a fearless spirit, God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that your word is true and that we get to walk out in a blessed assurance. All the glory goes to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.